Need a powerful ally to fight daily bugs and serious pathogens? Allicin Med is the powerful universal pathogen killer's latest advance of German-sourced Allicin, enzymatically stabilized to clear the body of bacteria, fungi, mycobacteria, and parasites. It penetrates body biofilms and is non-toxic to tissues. Pathogen resistance cannot develop for long-term body-optimized wellness. Clear stealth pathogens that promote autoimmune disease, cancer and vascular inflammation and plaque and promote healing of tissues. Now pathogen-free. With 200 milligrams more power than prior Alamed, you can't get a more powerful ally to fight daily bugs and serious pathogens. Give your body what it needs. Allison Med. Order Dr. Bill Deagle's Nutridyne at 888-212-8871 or Nutramedical.com. That's 1-888-212-8871 or Nutramedical.com. And listen to the Nutramedical Report on the Genesis Radio Network with open lines every weekday. Nutramedical.com, bringing nutrition and medicine together. This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. Welcome back to the Nutramedical Report, and I... Uh, my greatest joy is when I get really good questions or real good comments, especially not only from the listeners, but from my co-hosts. And i got to tell you, uh, we have lots of smart people that come on my show, people like Eric, Derek B. Gilbert and his work on The Great Inception. But right up near the top also is uh, Lowell Ponte. And Lowell has written on a range of areas from science to, to politics to the finance and so on that is what I call stellar-level, intellectually accurate, uh, logical analyses. Uh, your book, 41 years ago, The Great Cooling, is funny. I went to Amazon to check it out last week when we were talking. And you can get the book, but it's $180 a book because it's out of print for many decades. Uh, which I thought was funny because the current so-called science by all these pseudoscientists, I call them scientistic rather than scientists, mm-hmm. is called uh, their global warming idea, the global climate change. These people are scientific uh, pinheads, I guess is the term that O'Reilly uses. But really, they really don't have the intellectual brain power to actually get out of a intellectual paper bag, uh, which is disturbing because you're putting the entire planet in jeopardy by making wrong decisions. I remember back in March uh, of 1997, I actually spent an entire evening with uh, Dr. Eisel, who was a Ph.D. physicist, who was the founder of the World Constitution Parliament Association in 1958 in the United Nations, and they were working, the UN has been working for decades to try to push this idea of climate changes and what they want to do to the geo-atmospheric control of climate. They were talking, when he told me this 20 years ago, that they were going to put in a, nanopart- a carbon capture technology to capture carbon dioxide and bring it to the bottom of the oceans. Uh, this is a harebrained idea when, in fact, we've created 20,000 dead zones in the oceans by killing off the benthic layer of phytoplankton so there's oxygen-depleted areas some of as large as 200,000 square miles, plus the, the, the sea level, level of oxygen at our sea level all around the planet has dropped from 21% over the past 20 years to 19%. So these are harebrained ideas by stupid people that want to put us all in danger by changing things and they don't understand the nonlinear physics of what they're managing. It's, it's the same thing with finances, which is why you work with 
Craig Smith, the billionaire, and why you give the books away free is you need intellectual accurate ideas before you make collective decisions or you're going to cause catastrophic outcomes. Well, so, you do, and that's part of the problem of being a scientist in this and many other fields. I mean, what fascinated me during the 15 years I was the roving science editor at Reader's Digest is you could go into almost any field and you would find there are the real scientists there and then there are the czars. They are the people <laughs> who, are, who are the interface between government money and that particular field. And they almost always are third-rate, fourth-rate intellects. They barely understand their own field at all. But they understand politics. And because right. that's what they deal in, they, they, be, well, they are the ones. I, I remember at one climate conference, for example, uh, I am hearing this speaker babble on in an utterly incoherent way about icebergs. I mean, it was so bad that A did not connect to B, B did not connect to C, C did not connect to D, logic. I mean, you could just take it apart logically, even if you didn't know the data. And I turned to my seatmate, who was the Coast Guard's chief expert on icebergs at the time, right. and I whispered to him, how many of our colleagues are going to correct the last point this fellow made? And he looked at me grimly and shook his head and said, no one is going to correct him because he controls who gets all the National Science Foundation grants in this field. So in other words, and this is something I learned from my medical colleagues, when I was recruited to go into medicine, and I went into medicine to find the cause of diabetes for my grandfather at 21. I finished my Ph.D. at 21 in marine genetics. And the professor that I worked with, Dr. Robert Brown, said, now you're going to go into medicine, and you're the smartest Ph.D. candidate I've ever had, he said. But you could have your Ph.D. written up in thesis defended by next year, 22, and you'd be a full professor by your time you're 28. Now, if you go into medicine, you're going to deal with the chicken yard, he called it, of medicine. And he said, I said, what do you mean? He says, well, if you're a young, smart chicken, you're going to get your feathers plucked off you, and you're going to be bleeding in the chicken yard. And I laughed my head off because he was very straightforward on this, and he'd worked in very classified projects, including Bethesda, Maryland, bioweapon air projects and so on one of them in fact is the virus the t-virus which people think is just a b movie got out of containment when he was sick for the first day in 10 years with the flu and all his colleagues were incinerated at 2000 degrees so people need to start grasping that evil things are going on that scientific not scientific that's scientific but scientific foolishness is going on including at the united nations and in many universities including medical establishments and drug companies getting away with literally murder Murder on high-speed, you know, uh, high-octane fuel. It's craziness, isn't it? Oh, sure. And if we talk about climatology, which is a field I know something about, uh, you see this. A whole lot of false data about who's warming and who's cooling and so on is put out there. And it's right. put out by scientists who have actually been caught. I mean, their emails have been intercepted in an event called Climate Gate. Major scientists whose work is relied on by the UN, major scientists who are heads of one of the international climate centers. And yet, they were caught telling each other how proud they were that they'd been able to hide the decline in global temperatures. That they literally were falsifying data and they were using their influence to keep those who favored global cooling as a thesis out of the scientific literature just by smearing them, just by attacking them. So it was an interesting exercise. You see, if you are a young scientist and you want to make a career, let's say, and I, I used this analogy before, but it's accurate in many fields of science, suppose 
the only thing you care about is the sex life of frogs in Costa Rica. That's what you really want to study. Right. <laughs> and you submit and you submit a document saying I need so much money to do this research and the government agencies laugh at you and say this is irrelevant. And then a wise scientist like the one you were describing comes over and whispers a few words to you and the next day you submit the same papers only you say what I want to study is the effect of global warming on the sex life of frogs in Costa Rica. And the moment you do that, the moment you introduce the topic that the politicians want to talk about because they see global warming as a way to get a hundred trillion dollars more in taxes redistributed on the planet and a hell of a lot more power for themselves. The moment you introduce that and say, I'm willing to be part of your effort to do this by putting out my papers, suddenly you will be offered millions of dollars for your frog research. So I'm going to invent a new term for this to see if you like it. It's called scientific politicism. How's that? That would work, and then what it translates to is here's how to get on the gravy train of a particular <laughs> Yeah, in other words, the short version is gravy train directions for, for scientific candidates and Ph.D. candidates and professors at the university. Yeah, I mean, your career is basically committing suicide if you go against what bazaars uh, will pay money for. Well, I'll give and a concrete example. If you go I, with it. I went, uh, when I went into medical school... As soon as I came out in 1980 from my residency, three-year residency, internal family medicine, I started working with the head of pathology, Dr. Otto Hewen, who was in his early 70s. And uh, I told him, I said, look, I want to find the cause of it because I want to do testing. He said, well, he sent me some research from Dr. Kraft at the University of Chicago Department of uh, Research in, on uh, insulin. And his test was he'd give a, the reverse of what you'd think. He gave a load of, of of uh, sugar and looked at the blood insulin response to the sugar load. And what he found is that the blood insulin response was abnormal. So I said, well, how about we do this? I'm going to measure in a glucose tolerance test, because we had been received an order from the province of Alberta because somebody's going around this, that was an angel of death, killing people with high-dose insulin shots because people with hyperosmolar non-ketotic coma were dying suddenly, and the autopsy in, in toxicology would pick up that they had enormously high insulin levels. That's anomalous. How could a diabetic have high insulin? So we did hundreds and hundreds of insulin glucose tolerance tests. We measured insulin, uh, glucose, T3, T, reverse T3. I brought the test from Germany, so I did 99% of the T3 tests, reverse T3 tests on the planet for several years. And the number of other hormones, prolactin, you know, all kinds of stuff. And when I presented the data to Dr. McCune at the Ron Curry Diabetic Institute, he started cursing and swearing, throwing things around his office. I thought I was on the, ex the set of The Exorcist and threatened to have my license pulled for doing research with the head of pathology. I had violated a prime directive. Don't embarrass your professors that know nothing. Don't. Yeah, that's right. And welcome back. So, um, so that little story um, I, I would like to complete. People need to understand. Uh, Doctor Diggle has made a lot of discoveries. I have never missed a diagnosis of anything. The foolishness you'll find in the internet, the sewer net, I call it. You need to listen to the program. And if you really want to dialogue with me, I've had actually. I can't tell you over the last say 13 years where I've been on Genesis Network or RBN and doing other shows, how many people who have their relatives listen to me and say, "Hey, you know, I trust Diggle." If I need to, he'll even call me back free. He'll 
email me back and tell me what to do or even my conventional care and their relatives say I googled Deagle's name and I'm not letting him touch me even if I'm going to die otherwise I can't believe it I remember some of my best what I call cyber friends that are literally supporters of Nutri Medical for over 10 years they have relatives that if they google my name they would rather die than get my free help isn't that sickening that is peculiar it's not just peculiar it's a form of what we call satanic arrogance that I find nauseating, but this is part of the culture. Well, and, and you're saying this, of course, in the very week that the British National Health Service banned surgery for smokers and obese people. In other right. words, they just turned to their patients and said, oh, well, if you smoke, or if we think you're too fat, we're not even going to intervene to help you. We're just going yeah. to let you die, even though you paid the taxes to be part of this system. Yeah, but you know, healthcare has always, right back to the leech, has always been embalming care. But before Obama got involved, it became Obamacare. The fact is, when you have death panels, I had a neurosurgeon on my show three years ago, and he said in specifics, you know, if you read Obamacare, written by Ezekiel Emanuel, and I've changed his name to Ezekiel Emanuel. Do you like that? Ezekiel? <laughs> this is Rahm Emanuel's brother. Another, it's not Rom, by the way. I've changed his name too. Is Wrong Emmanuel. So we got Wrong Emmanuel and Easy Kill Buds Brothers, both affiliated with the Obaminator. That's Barack Obama, the non-American fool that lies to everybody about his citizenship and uses a Connecticut driver's license. Isn't that oh, disgusting? He's not. He's not good enough. You have to understand. Bernie Sanders now wants to give Medicare what he calls Medicare for everyone. The only catch is. Even in Britain, you can at least still buy private insurance and go to a private hospital if you want, or do right. private doctors. Under Bernie Sanders' plan, it becomes a crime for you to own private insurance. It becomes a crime for an insurance company to sell you private insurance. In other words, you must depend only on the government's care. Right. Nobody else. I, I, I've changed Bernie's name, by the way, to Sander Claus. Do you like that? Well, that is the great challenge anyone has yeah. running against the Democrats. They'll promise you anything. They may not deliver. They may promise you a wonderful pension when you get old, and then you get old, and they suddenly say, oh, but we never put aside any money for the pension fund. No, no, what they do is they tell you the pension ended two hours after you reached a certain birthday. <laughs> you know? And people don't get this. You know, I'm constantly getting panic calls. And by the way, it's not just patients. I have doctors that don't want to suffer their colleagues. They're in an absolute panic, and then they hear about me or they hear on the radio and say, you mean you can help me? Yeah, I can help you, Sue. You're not going to die of heart failure. You're not going to die of cancer. You're not going to die of this or that condition. We can reverse your neuropathy. We can get rid of your dysbiosis. And most people say, well, what about tests? My doctor keeps on pushing for a colonoscopy. I had a contact from a health professional just uh, yesterday about this. I said, look, health professional. <laughs> I said, first off, I don't believe in colonoscopy. Well, why, Dr. Deagle, they're pushing it so hard? I said, well, first off, they can't cold sterilize the colonoscopes. What? So they're going to get clostridium difficile and other nasty nanopathogens that are in your gut, and they're going to wreck your gut. Number two, they usually have a junior person handling it, so they may well puncture your bowel, and they have a pretty high puncture rate. Number three, the problem is if you want to do a thing, you do a layered study. You do, number one, a, a without red meat, aspirin, vitamin C, five days you stool, do a stool test uh, for a whole, <laughs> hidden blood. 
Then you do an ultrasound of your abdomen. If you have a polyp, the next thing to do is a high-speed CT scan and a PET scan if you think there really is a tumor, or just do an MRI first if you're worried about the radiation. If you think there is something really abnormal, like an encircling tumor in the, in the say, the cecum or the transverse colon, which is rare, 95% of tumors are within the descending colon from the splenic flexure to your rectus sigmoid. You simply need to do an ENOS2 protein. If the ENOS2 protein blood test is positive, you got cancer. You need to then put a scope into your abdomen through your umbilicus, and you do an actual transluminal bowel biopsy and soap the holes so you don't end up with this peritonitis. And if it's positive, you decide what you're going to do. I recommend insulin potentiated chemo with our advanced nutraceuticals to stop cancer. But a colonoscopy, hell no. The problem is they can't sterilize the damn things, and they're going to infect you or perforate your bowel. Now, if you talk to the conventional doctors, they'll say, oh, no, you can't do that. I'm very much for arthroscopic joint repair. But I can't tell you how many people, they go along, go along, go along until the damn orthopedic surgeon waits until they can do a full joint replacement. Most of the time they could do a repair if they simply go in, put Highland 6 molecular weight polymer after they clean up the joint, fix the menisci, stop the intercondylar notch from getting trapped by something like a fragment of your, your condylar flap, and get out of there. And then put Highland into it, and then take our nutraceuticals to regenerate your tissue and your joint. I can get them heterochromic peptides that will regenerate their organs, like their joints, and give them lumen photon, hyperbaric oxygen, another treatment in our NDME and our new mountain red velvet, etc., and regenerate their joint. They do not need it. In fact, if they want to, I can even send them off to Dr. Centeno and, and, and uh, Grand Cayman Islands to take their bone marrow stem cells out, transform their stem cells to regenerate connective and, and muscular ligamentous tissue with transforming factors and reinsert it under X-ray uh, C-arm guidance into the actual joint space of your spine and regenerate you. And I've been doing it for years. I've known Centeno for 20 years now, and I worked on with a natural IRB panel on research on pain, okay? So when I hear people say this thing or that thing, I'm thinking, you know, I've been at this game long enough to know all the BS that goes on in healthcare, and it's pretty disgusting, isn't it? Boy, you have to know quite a bit to know all of it. Uh, I do, and actually I have, I'm, I'm not a normal person in any way. That's why I challenge people. I say, you can ask me a question about anything from internal combustion to astrophysics to medicine to geopolitics to anything, and I will provide you an instant answer or a framework to find the answer if I'm not even an expert in that area using logic, inductive and deductive logic and proper research. And I can come back in hours or days with your help and give you a full answer. So when people say, well, there is no answers, that's the biggest lie in our civilization is that we don't have answers to fix health care properly, fix geopolitics properly, reinvent what an economy is properly, avoid incoming nuclear missiles properly with a proper space weapons defense system, or to protect the Earth from earthquakes caused by incoming gravity waves from the passing dwarf star, Nibiru, Herakulobus, or whatever else you want to call this dwarf star on the outer Oort cloud. But people don't understand there is no problem that I will not manage, master, and provide you a solution. And that's really frightening for people. They want, they want to cling to the lack of a solution, don't they? Just like the pinheads that deal with global climate change when they say, the climate's always changing. What are you talking about? Well, when you hear this stuff, doesn't it drive you nuts? Oh, it does. Not, not that it's that long a drive, mind you. It could be a rather short one. But you mean a couple, in other words, the drive is actually only a couple micrometers, not a couple yards or, or, yeah. or kilometers, right? Yes. As, as I say to my wife, you're driving me crazy, but it's not that long a drive. So. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's a one or two micrometers, not, not meters, yards, or tens of kilometers. Uh-huh. Back in a moment. 
Your time to rant when we come back. <coughs> the truth makes me choke. If you want help on medical issues and spiritual issues on geopolitical financial, you have a book out now. It's called Money, uh, Money, uh, Morality, and the Machine dot com is the website, and of course that's the book title as well. They get the book free if they call eight hundred six three zero fourteen ninety two eight hundred six three zero fourteen ninety two. A lot of people are in a state of shock. They listen to the show. They're entertained. People are fearful to call. I get that once in a while I had uh, Charles call earlier about internal combustion engines. He sent me some information, but <clears throat> people just are, they're terrified to ask questions where I might actually give them a damned answer. And that I find really bizarre. In fact, I remember 12 years ago, roughly, I was in Phoenix, Arizona at a conference, and I had previously dialogued with this doctor. And at first he said, you know, at first, Deagle, I thought you were just a loudmouth, smart aleck. And I realized... You're so smart, I can't even figure you out, he said. But don't tell me anything else, because I can't deal with the guilt. I don't want to lose my license, and I, and I don't want to be destitute. So stop teaching me anything new that's going to get me into trouble with the, with the hospital privileges board or the state licensing authority, even if it's based on real science. He actually begged me not to teach him anymore. I'm not surprised. I, I had a dear friend who was who worked for an invention company, and he told me they could never, not put out a new style wheelchair that might help handicapped people because the old technology had been grandfathered in. You couldn't be sued under it in, in any credible way. But if you did anything new, you could be sued into oblivion. Oh, wow. And I, and I mean, we are here in a... Uh, in California, for example, they have four times more lawyers just in Los Angeles than in the entire nation of Japan. Wow. And all of those lawyers think they're entitled to make a very hefty, handsome living. Wow. And how do they do it? Well, they become the second biggest donors to the Democratic Party after organized labor. And they rely on every regulation, every government Assault. Well, for example, the assault on the pharmaceuticals right now over opioid abuse. I don't know where you stand on that, but it's interesting that they just happen to have done a report on 60 Minutes that just happened to have come down on Donald Trump's choice uh, to be the next one up before Congress, but potentially appointed into the government. <clears throat> right. And they very conveniently arrange all these things to be political on both sides. So it gets very ugly. You have to protect all kinds of special <clears throat> interests. When you look at Obamacare, I notice at uh, Zero Hedge, a site I occasionally look at, right. uh, there there is fascinating October 17th column, originally from Dwayne Norman, talking about how Obamacare fuels the obesity epidemic. Oh my. The essence of it is you don't have to take medical tests anymore. Uh, in order to qualify for insurance, you don't have to be healthy. You pay the same for your insurance as the next-door neighbor who eats five pizzas a day and does other things to destroy his health, but there's no incentive for him to do otherwise, except living longer, of course, because it's not going to increase his rates. 
there's nothing in the system that says you will be harder to insure if you're grossly overweight or ill. And the doctors are sitting there saying, I have to do what the medical establishment defines as the conventional treatment for everything, even though it was made the conventional treatment 20 or 30 years ago. Yeah, but the doctors uh, don't have a broad view on this. For example, you have to look at the ecology of what humans are eating now. If you're eating MSG and aspartame and neotame-laced things, your insulin levels are going to be higher than normal. When your insulin's higher, you slap calories away in your fat storage. Most people are obese. Their core metabolism rate is 25 to 40 percent below normal for the same height and sex. Right? And, and people don't yeah, understand this. But we have a shocking <coughs> number of young Americans now, in some cases above 50 percent, who wouldn't even qualify to go into the military if the normal standards were applied. Yeah, but the problem is, you see, our food, for example, I just recently found out yesterday from a friend, because I'm always trying to be paranoid about food, what foods we eat. My wife discovered, and we like red, good red wine. We'll have a glass of wine in the evening. But it turns out we're eating California wine, and California wine has got glyphosates on it. And even, the, you know, we call uh, Moonbeam Brown, trying to fight it, actually last year declared that glyphosates are a cancer-inducing agent. The only state in the United States that does that well, Mount Satan, I call Monsanto, has been suing them for decades to make sure that they continue to spray Roundup around all the vineyards to make sure they don't have to have actually workers to clean the vineyards of weeds and other things. You just wound the hell up, up Roundup, which we now know glyphosate attaches to proteins in your body and makes them allergenic, immunogenic, and causes autoimmune disease and cancer. So I'm not drinking any more California wine or what we call glyphosate laced wine. It's all right across the United States. There's four countries that use the hell out of what we call sprays. The United States, Canada, Argentina, and Brazil. That's it. Everybody else has common sense. In fact, genetically modified food and overspraying is outlawed in most countries in Europe and Russia and, and China even. They won't even take our GMO corn in China. They said, hell, we're not taking that. People don't understand this. And they wonder why people are getting obese. They're getting obese because their metabolism is screwed up from the toxic food they're eating. Right? And if you, have a tendency, if you have a tendency toward diabetes, which is a survival gene complex, your body goes into over-alarm phase and drives your insulin up so that you pack away any calories you do eat and shoves it away in fat storage. And those fat cells, once they get a certain size, divide so you have a larger fat cell number. So you can't just blame the person for stuffing their face with extra pizza. Because the average person who's obese doesn't eat 80 calories more than the normal person. And they're even getting the same amount of physical activity. They did the research at the University of Pennsylvania back 12 years ago and discovered that the average person who's obese has a metabolism 25 to 40% below normal. And if you measure their core body temperature, the level of reverse thyroid hormone, you can see very plainly they don't have normal metabolism. But that's all amplified by the toxic crap we put in the food that takes their genetic predisposition and makes them literally take their ancient ancestral DNA to survive famine and ice ages and turns them into a fat slob. It happens or, because... Or medical medicine basically turns a lot of people into Rube Goldberg machines. You know, one right. thing is off, so you take something else to set off-balance it, which requires you to take a third thing to off-balance that, and so on. <laughs> yeah, that's like... Remember that is I call it the Kachina effect, you know. You, eat one, you have one little Kachina doll, eat another Kachina doll, and so on. Or that, that story about the woman who ate the fly. Remember, I don't know why she ate the fly. I think she'll die. You remember that song? Yep. <laughs> she, and then eventually she ate a horse, and she died, of course. <laughs> you know? It's the same kind of thing. 
Yeah. Oh, by the way, my columns this week are, Let's go over them. are up mainly on American Thinker. I have three themes, two of which you've seen. Let's, let's go over One them. is that people don't realize uh, Barack Obama won a second Nobel Prize this week. Well, oh someone else did, but it was someone who helped elect him and was part of his activity. In fact, it was the person who helped set up his mind control office in the White House. My. Which is very interesting. Richard Thayer, a behaviorally... Ah, Mr. Thayer. Mr. Thayer. Tell us about Thayer, because we talked about Thaler. T-H-A-L-E-R. We had talked about this the other day with Harley Schlanger, and I'll tell you, this Thaler guy is... His economic models are sheer insanity. It's like going to the Mad Hatter's Tea Party for economics. Tell us about it. Uh, well, I mean, I, I focus on the aspect... By the way, Thaler is interesting because... Uh, Thaler was originally the name of a Germanic coin many centuries ago. It is the origin of our word dollar, which was derived from Thaler. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. So the Thaler was like the, the, the pseudo-phonetic kind of equivalent to the dollar. It was a Thaler or a Thaler coin. Yeah. But, uh, but Thaler is, uh, is intriguing in a whole number of ways. He devised the notion and got a Nobel Prize for it now that... We do not practice enlightened, rational decision-making with money. We are rather profoundly irrational, and our decisions can be influenced by very simple, subtle things that we're not aware of. In fact, he is co-author of a book called Nudge with legal yeah. scholar Cass Sunstein. Cass oh, Sunstein no. then became uh, Obama's Office of Information and Regulatory Affairs head from 2009 to 2012, he is a political operative. He's one of these people who tell Democrats how to frame things using Thaler's uh, ideas. His wife is Irish-born radical activist Samantha Power. Oh, my. That name, who, who has lately been implicated in releasing secretly the, or unmasking the names of 260 different people, most of them Republicans associated with Trump, and using our intelligence agencies to spy on those people for the Obama administration. Wow. This is And uh, so we have a couple of topics to cover. Let's get rocking and rolling. It's time for you to rant. Well, the first is just a headline tease about the real reason that Hollywood is now gunning for the NRA. Why everyone from Alec Baldwin to Lieutenant Governor Gavin Newsom in California are backing for an Oscar, a film called Making a Killing, Guns, Greed, and the NRA. They have their own reasons for that, as I explain in the column. And I explain how the leftist mind works to justify that. But uh, my second column this week, where the Russian uranium scandal might lead, thanks to The Hill, we have this wonderful investigation this week, that is The Hill magazine, uh, documenting how Hillary Clinton was signing off on giving Russia 20% of our uranium at the very time 
that Russia was transferring huge amounts of money to the Clinton Foundation, money that she would then use in her presidential campaign this last right. time. Uh, right. Her staff was funded largely by that foundation during the off-season. So, in other words, if you were looking for collusion, and the person who was most in charge of this investigation when it was done by the FBI back around 2009-2010 was Robert Mueller. Oh, then, the then federal the FBI. So in other words, he already <clears throat> knows that there was collusion with the Russians that involved a lot of money uh, through and, and involved helping one candidate mm -hmm. win in American politics. The only problem is that candidate was Hillary. Right. The one yeah, who refuses to investigate. Of course. So, three well, questions. It, yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah. How long can Hillary hold out, uh, or Mueller hold out, with this pretense that they're going somehow to find a crime committed by Trump that they don't have yet, but they refuse to investigate Hillary? The second question, and these I think are more germane, really. Uh, number two, Russia does more than try to corner the world uranium market the way China corners the world rare earths market. That is, Russia also builds reactors for folks. Yeah, gave reactors for Iran. Contracted to build eight for Iran, for example. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the question I raise, could it be that the Iranian reactor you're operating right now has been fueled by American uranium taken off by Russia and then transferred to their ally, Iran. That cannot be disproven. So I right. think it's worth asking, and most important, of course, we all remember that wonderful song on the circle of life in the, in the movie The Lion King. Well, right. Hillary Clinton has not created a circle of life. She's created a circle of death, mm -hmm. uh, profiting by selling to Russia the very nuclear materials that Iran and its... Uh, technological ally North Korea could later turn into ICBM warheads or terrorist nuclear weapons delivered to the U.S. coming home to roost. My question, will when, when an American city is destroyed by one of these bombs, is it going to contain an invisible sign that says made in USA, sold by Hillary Clinton? I think uh, there's so. a new, there's new term we'll call for her call. When the city blows up the call, uh, she'll be able to say her evil spirit inside her say, you've been yellow-caked by, by H.C. Hillary Clinton. Yeah, the Hilda, in the, the Hilda last Beast. 24 hours or so, the Marxist left has had its spokesman on the talk shows, wherever this is brought up, to say that, oh, well, it was okay because Russia never had an export license to take uranium out of the U.S. Well, that is patently false, as even the New York Times acknowledges. Right. Well, let's not say false. Let's say irrelevant. Because here's what the New York Times wrote. Let's see. I want to be sure to give you the title. Cash flowed to Clinton Foundation amid Russian uranium deal. The New York Times, April 23rd, 2015. They wrote that Yellow Cake from this facility, from uh, the, this company that Hillary sold, was routinely packed into drums and trucked off to a processing plant in Canada. The Nuclear Regulatory Commission confirmed to us that Uranium One has in fact shipped yellow cake to Canada even though it does not have an export license. Instead, the transport company doing the shipping, RSB Logistics Services, has a license. A Uranium One spokeswoman 
said 25% of it had gone to Western Europe and Japan. So in other words, the left is simply lying when they go on media now and saying, oh, well, Hillary did no harm by this. It never was allowed to leave the U.S. Of course it was. Yeah, and, and by the way, I'll, I'll throw a little tidbit in for you. Do you know all the spent fuel rides that come from American nuclear reactors all processed in Canada? Do you know that? They're all processed in Canada. Do you know where they're processed? Processed in Calgary, Alberta. I took care of employees working on it. And where a lot of these spent nuclear reactors where they're upgraded to higher levels of uranium and so on, you know where they're shipped? Primarily the state of it's a real hell, Israel. <laughs> mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? And also the other places. That's why I say terrorists are us. If we're talking about ISIS fighters being flown out of areas where the Russians catch photos, photo ops, that they're not photoshopping it, that we're actually protecting these terrorists. I talked eight months ago to a Canadian, to an American anesthesiologist who said he just did, you know, assist in the surgical procedure in Tel Aviv of an ISIS fighter, and he told his parents, and they told him, get the hell out of there. People have to understand what's going on is just plain evil. So when we see somebody like like Mr. John McInsane, that's his real name, John McInsane, with a brain tumor. This maniac devil works for George Soros, takes Soros money, selfies 2011 in a town near Amman, Jordan, with ISIS fighters, and he thinks he's such a great Republican. This guy's a fake, we talk about fake news, he's a fake Republican, he's a fake American patriot, he's a fake everything. This guy is a total fraud. And he's programmed by Soviet agents, doubtless, when he was in North Vietnam, or North Vietnam, uh, person. By the way, we go into a lot of connections similar to this in Money, Morality, and the Machine. Again, if people want to get a free postpaid copy, it won't cost you a penny, 800-630-1492. Now, why is it interesting that Hollywood is gunning for the NRA? Uh, there are the usual political virtue signaling things you would expect from liberals. Harvey Weinstein tried to do it before Gavin Newsom and Alec Baldwin and others have lined up. But the problem is, if you were a Hollywood molester of young women, would you want those young women to be armed? No, no. you would not want them to pull out a gun, because the gun is an equalizer. Yeah. It makes a 100-pound uh, woman... The equivalent of a 260-pound Harvey Weinstein, Harry Sater. So therefore, uh, all this gun control in California serves the beneficial effect of protecting politicians and Hollywood people from being from uh, having victims who might be able to fight back. Now, more than that, people ask, how can this all be justified by liberals? You have to understand that people on the left do not have the same morality that you and I do. I remember Steve Grossman, a chair of the Democratic National Committee, when Bill Clinton was first charged with uh, using the services of a young woman scarcely older than his own daughter in the White House. Right. Uh, this pro- prominent Democrat literally said, I have never met anyone uh, more moral than Bill Clinton. He is one of the oh. most moral people I have ever known. How could he possibly say that? Well, you have to understand, the left does not care about what they call bourgeois morality. I mean, if you're faithful to your wife, or for that matter, if you rape an occasional virgin, that doesn't make any difference. All that matters to a leftist is what they call social morality. 
In other words, are you, is, are you using your life to advance the cause of socialism and Marxism? If right. you are, you're moral. If you are not, then you can never be moral. I mean, if you're a, a moral, virtuous Republican at a bourgeois level, but you're against socialism, you're against... And, abor and abortion. If you're against and abortion, you're a vile, subhumanoid beast. Yes, and, and so what you saw was the left trying frantically to protect Harvey Weinstein as they had others before. Or if you're Stalin, you decide to kill 60 million people in order to build socialism. That's moral. Yeah. From their view. This is why Hillary could go ahead and rape the women Bill had raped another time. Right? So they yeah. could rape twice, right. attacking and destroying their reputation. So maybe we should change... Amazing. Maybe we should change Harvey's name to Harvey Unwinding Steam. They're unwinding the lies of Hollywood and Amazon Media, etc., with all these guys going down. And they need to have special prosecutors like uh, uh, Judge Pirro said on Fox the other night. They need to start cleaning up our act with all the media. Many of these Democratic Party. The Democrats, yeah, that's a good term for them. Democrats and the socialist There you go. <laughs> Amazing analysis. Thank you. Get the book. Again, that's remarkable information. Money, morality, and America. Imagine a pill that can improve your focus, your memory, your sleep. A catalyst to improve your brain chemistry. Dr. Bill's Cognition Plus is truly the smarter-in-an-hour pill. A combination of amino acids, trace minerals, and B vitamins, Cognition Plus is made with specialized herbal extracts that will enhance and support brain function. Our customers say, I feel more focused. My memory's getting better. I can work longer with more useful hours. Power up your neurotransmitters that have been depleted, like dopamine and norepinephrine. Simulate the release of others, like serotonin and oxytocin. Improve circulation and energy production. Protect your mind and your loved ones today. Order Dr. Bill Deagle's Cognition Plus at 888-212-8871 or go online to NutriMedical.com. That's 888-212-8871 or NutriMedical.com. And listen to the NutriMedical Report on the Genesis Radio Network with open lines every weekday. NutriMedical.com, bringing nutrition and medicine together.